This is Nine Deeps of Space, and today we're watching Move Along Home. I am Van Belding, and this is like my 10th time watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I'm Kit, and this is my first time watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. You ready? Yep. And three, two, one, engage. Legendarily bad episode. Uh, yeah, I can, I can see that. I, I really can see that. <laughs> oh my god. Um, in the pre-roll, there, there was some reticence where I feel like you didn't want to go in on that, but I assure <laughs> you, it's not, it's not good. <sighs> yeah, this is a nice moment, though. It, it, it is. It is. It has very little to do with the plot, so it's really good, actually. <laughs> Yeah, he's girls. He's a teenager now. He is. Captain Cisco's not ready. He isn't. <laughs> I, I don't know if any parents ready for their kid to become a teenager. Yeah, it's fair. So, and he's trying to do like some real parenting. He's trying to push through the the little barriers that come up and the the reticence suddenly. Yes. And although I... <laughs> oh, God, not Nog. <laughs> <laughs> He's learning about sex from the streets, kid. From the streets. Uh, <laughs> I think this is another thing that's probably going to become more anachronistic as time goes on. Because I get the feeling that trends are moving towards just telling kids how bodies work and how relationships work from the get-go. My sister... Like, her kids know what the body parts are. If I can go a little into blue territory here, they were watching, like, this show about the penis museum that's, I think, in Iceland or something. Okay. And and her youngest kid, a girl, like, um, <laughs> indignantly asked, where's the vulva museum? That's fair. Fair. And so this whole thing of, like, I need to talk to you about how girls work, I feel like that's going to become more and more outdated. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always good to to talk with your kids about things. I mean, you you should talk with your kids about chores. (laughs) You talk with your kids about work and and talking to strangers Um, and packing your bags for a trip, even (laughs) when you live in a post-scarcity future. (laughs) This is this is so strange. This is a very strange scene. It's kind of funny. I mean, you just can't forget your uniform. As it, like, how do you mess up not bringing your dress uniform? Like, what, there should have been a command ceremony when Cisco took took command. Like, I don't mean stop picking up all the debris the Cardassians left, but like at some <laughs> point you have to be like, you have to ring a little bell. A guy gets on the stage. He says, "This is gonna be such a great space station." Uh, <laughs> Bajor Federation great friends amazing um, you know there's a plaque I, <laughs> I'm just saying and I find it hard to believe that there wasn't like a shakedown for this I like how Kira doesn't give a fuck she's like this is my work clothes I have a thing later <laughs> although she's Bajoran right so yeah. she doesn't necessarily have a Starfleet uniform Maybe on Bajor, it's the same thing. It could be. I mean, I, 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 her uniform changes a lot over the course of the series. I think maybe we see her in a dressy uniform. 
Ah, okay. But this doesn't rate for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's good to know what you want, though. It's good to come into contact, first contact with a new species, and then just be like, okay, but where's the bar, though? Yeah, I mean, she calls her superior, and her superior is like, what do they got? Gold lame shirts and mullets? No, you care. You don't have to dress up for that. (laughs) Just get in and get out for that stuff. We have work to do. We're Bajorans. (laughs) We didn't go through an occupation to make you wear heels for the rednecks of the Gamma Quadrant. But yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, they're our first official contact from the Gamma Quadrant, and they just want to play games and drink, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Big same? Yeah. I played Gloomhaven. I played almost <laughs> played almost five rounds of Gloomhaven this weekend. It took me nine hours. Oh my god. Oh. The box. The box is the size of like three boxes of board games. <laughs> I thought Gloomhaven I must be getting it confused with, with a card a different card game. Yeah. Because I thought I think it's just called Gloom, because it has um translucent cards. Yeah, I played that. Yeah. Okay. So I keep I keep getting co- them confused, and people talked about Gloomhaven, and I'm like, wow, this old card game is really popular. But now I see it now. This is huge. Oh my god. Oh, you googled it? I I sure did. Yeah. You could <laughs> have this as, like a. Could have go ahead. I, many detailed panning shots of all the stuff in that box, as you could of actual Deep Space Nine. <laughs> it's it's yeah. too much, man. There, there does seem to be a trend, though, in making better components and more expensive boxes. Because uh, some it was some video game company, and I think it starts with an M. They also made this, like, really, really nice board game with just really incredibly nice components. I think some of the components were metal. Oh, yeah. But That's I cannot good. think of what the word, what the name is, though. It's not coming to mind. I, uh, I have a wood... Like actual wood, actual uh, secret Hitler game, which is a social oh, wow. deduction game. Yes, I'm so, terrible at those. You know, I'm. I, I recall many instances of playing One Night Ultimate Werewolf, where I'm like, I know I, I know I say I've been the Tanner three times in a row. It was the last two games we know. I'm still the Tanner, and those guys are the werewolves. And people are like, "You're lying," because you couldn't be the Tanner three times. And I'm like, swear to God, and those werewolves <laughs> killed us. So no, I am also not good at social deduction <laughs> games. I'm often right in them. Uh, I am, however, not not charismatic enough to make it work. Oh no! So. I just can't follow them. I like you're supposed to guess like who different people's roles are, and I'm just like I have no idea. Yeah, just not absolutely no idea. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of mental like, you know, modeling. Yes. It's those you know. Arthur, uh, Bruce, and Diana are on a train. One of them is a tailor, and the other one's a cobbler. <laughs> and the one that's not a cobbler is wearing a green shirt. And you're like, you make a grid for that. <laughs> you gotta do it on the fly for real people who are lying to you? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no. Pretty, pretty stones. Yeah. So, yeah, Gloom is an elegant role-playing like creative game and gloomhaven is just this monolith of a D game but just the mechanics okay yeah yeah and this guy's trying to sell cork on sticks 
<laughs> Very fancy <laughs> sticks, though. I mean, you know, like, there's some questions whether or not he's just trying to get one over on Quark right now. That's true. Whether he is giving him all this garbage and he's just seeing if Quark will buy it out of diplomacy. <laughs> uh, he at least swallows it, right? He does swallow it, yeah. <laughs> it's just because, like, stop fucking this up for me, Quark. Uh, I mean, Quark, his like, his cleaning no. crew is probably on a per-spill basis. <laughs> I still don't get how rocks are valuable in the future. They're pretty. They're pretty. I, I don't know. It it could be anything, right? So, yeah. Could be rare rocks. But I just feel like Cisco could take Quark aside and be like, look, man, we're just going to give you 10,000 credits. Just fucking work with us here. Shut up and take whatever garbage they give you. <laughs> exactly. But that said, I mean, I, I figure... Uh, one, I guess first contact with the Vulcans was pretty was pretty different. But otherwise, the Vulcans would be like, mm, how are your books of logic? And they would take them to a library for a whole night. Like, <laughs> you know, they have their picadillos. Yeah. Is playing video games any different? <laughs> that's, what we're, that's what we'll do when we do first contact. We're like, okay, but do you have any VR headsets or what? Yeah, I figure if, if if we were to take the same first contact logic of the Wadi and apply it to the human race, we would pretty much just ask for the porn. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so. You tend to three guys. Hmm. So do you think they're cheating? The Wadi? Mm-hmm. I think they're just good at games. You know? But it's a game of chance, right? I, I assume Dabo is just like a casino game. Yeah, I mean, so's so's. I don't want to say roulette because it is very very obviously based on roulette. And I don't know if there's a strategy to roulette. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but you know, even with like, um, God, not Gin Rummy, not Baccarat, the one between Gin Rummy and Baccarat. With the, I have no idea the math to make twenty one. Oh, 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 Blackjack. Yeah, even Blackjack has a strategy to it, you know? Yes, that's true. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I, I've done some board games, and I think I have a history of picking up board games with other people who aren't regular board game players and being pretty good at it. Oh, yeah. Um, There's so always like, one in the game group that just always wins. Well, that's not me. But <laughs> oh, okay. if I'm playing against people who aren't in the game group, I can clean house. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. So, no. Other than that, I'm just there to have fun, man. Me and my Zedru commander deck for Magic the Gathering. Just <laughs> here to have a good time. Yeah. Um, so I think you can be good at games. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it's just because this is... It looks like roulette. It seems to be luck-based. But, yeah, I don't actually yeah. know if roulette is strategy-based. Also, the, the thing here is that, like, in a casino like Quark's, it would just always be rigged against them. Right. That's how it works. I mean, I think if you're willing to just play the numbers. Yeah. And just say, well, you're going to lose to the other players. <laughs> <laughs> um, that works. But that's not nearly greedy enough. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it is hard to run a casino into bankruptcy. Yeah. yeah I only like... know about one person who's done it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like 
how do you even do that? The odds are stacked against you, or are stacked against the not the end the user, players. the player. Yes, yeah. thank you. But on the other hand, maybe the odds aren't enough, aren't stacked enough. The Ferengi are known to be kind of greedy, so true. Yeah. Yeah, true. Maybe he just wasn't winning enough. Right. Um. <laughs> so. Ah, mechs versus minions. That's the that's the board game I was thinking of. Mechs versus minions. Mm-hmm. All right. I was good. I was I was saving up for a Gloomhaven joke here for this giant, impractically oh, large. Okay. Okay. You go. You shoots go. and ladders <laughs> thing. But no, no, no. I want to hear about the mechs. Mechs versus minions. It's based on a uh, League of Legends, and I think the pieces are metal. It's... But there were strongly implied giant robots. Oh, that's true. But they're not <laughs> they're not actually that giant, I'm sorry. Okay. The mechs are small. You should do your joke about the board because this is a very ridiculous board. I mean, it's absurd. Like in terms of floor <laughs> space to profitability, it's awful. <laughs> and people no one plays mousetrap. The the producers of this show should have been told. No one in the history of anything has ever played Mousetrap. No one knows how it's played. I I played Mousetrap when I was little. I loved that game. Alright. <laughs> you have no response for e- that. Every other human I've known has set it up, pushed a little button, made the guy dive into the thing, and then and then made the thing fall on the mouse and been like, yes, mouse Oh, trap. I see. I see. Playing the rules versus just yeah okay making the i don't thing remember go. if i played the rules mm. yeah i was very young at that point so maybe i did not it's fun it's a fun setup <laughs> it's it's a rube goldberg machine in a box it is it is in your mouse very cool man has a shoe i don't know <laughs> xbox stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> Siri, identify this bullshit. <laughs> but it was pretty smart of him to try to like end a hologram or something like Yeah. Stop program. Will that work? Yeah. No, it does not. It's very methodical. And they gave him a tricorder too. They did. Was he wearing it in bed? I don't think so. I think they just gave it to him. Which raises so many questions. It raises a lot of questions. But I mean, this... maybe it's kind of. Huh? Oh, go ahead. This episode is not about answering questions, though. No, that's that's true. I'm not even sure it's about asking questions. Just things happen. I feel like a writer just took a long toke and is like, "Wouldn't it be fucked up if they went in the game?" <laughs> and everyone at the writing table was out for lunch, and so they just <laughs> they come back to a fully written script, and they're like. <laughs> Shit, man, we got to film on Tuesday. <laughs> Let's start writing. What's next? The Grand Nagus? Let's start writing the Grand Nagus. Oh, God. Yeah, that is... Uh, is that one a, a winner? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Dr. Bashir here. Bashir here. I like the screaming. Because, <laughs> like... It, he fully commits to this idea, right? Like, he's he's in a nightmare, so he's going to wake himself up by screaming. 
the the traditional tactic is to pinch yourself. That's true. But that wouldn't have gotten Kira and Dax here. <laughs> That's true. So I guess this game is premised on somebody screaming to make all the pieces <laughs> work together. <laughs> they don't have to, though, right? It seems kind of... Uh, um, shoot. Uh, it's it's not it's not relevant, right? If the pieces work together or not, it doesn't seem to be now. And like I know, Major Kira is is a hothead, but she lost her cool really quickly. <laughs> really we, quickly. We don't know what what she was doing. She may have been watching the series finale of The <laughs> Sopranos. <laughs> And she's like, they were all eating dinner, and I was brought over here. I want to know how that scene where they're all eating dinner ends. <laughs> and Cisco's like, don't tell her, Dax. She'll get angrier. <laughs> That's true. They didn't all have to be asleep. No. I mean, I don't want to get blue, but someone could have been pooping. Like, how does that even work? <laughs> Maybe it only targets people who are asleep. <laughs> I mean... Why not? I mean, the criteria are never explained to us at all, so why yeah. not? Yeah, why not? So. Just make up any rules you want. That's what the writers did. It'd be great if it was Odo, and they're like, you are on the second shop cork, and then Odo just pops out of the game. He's like, solved it. <laughs> I can turn into goo. <laughs> okay, but this this thing with, with um, Jake is really weird, because earlier in the episode, he said he was working on a school project. But he just told Odo that school's closed. And then later, school is clearly open with the substitute teacher. So is the school open or closed? It's really confusing. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> Neither really did the writers, like, I think you found a plot hole in Star Trek no nerd has ever found before. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's, that's even possible, yeah. I can I can kind of hear the southerners. We talked earlier about whether or not this douchebag is a southerner or not. <laughs> yes, he's just got a little. I don't know though. He's got some kind of accent. I can barely hear it. Yeah, it's like his mom may have been may have been from Alabama, but his dad was from Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, like yeah. it's rural as fuck. Whatever it is. Yeah. This guy and will this bring a really... mayonnaise salad to a barbecue. <laughs> a what salad? A mayonnaise. <laughs> oh man! Oh god! <laughs> oh god! But that scene was was weird too, right? Because the relationship between Odo and whoever Primin. that guy was, Primin, I think. Pr Primin. Yeah. Their relationship like already had a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And Primin already proved that like he could learn and he wasn't some stupid asshole. And then in this, this episode, for some reason, he's back being a stupid asshole. Like, really fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, it... oh, all the figure officers are gone. I'll just sit here, I guess. <laughs> His whole deal <laughs> last time is that, well, Odo doesn't do things by the book. And it's like, wait, <laughs> does the book say just blow off people not coming into work? <laughs> I know it's a post-scarcity utopia, but people still got to do things. 
You call the captain and be like, sir, you need to sign this requisition. <laughs> you know, I, I guess any game is probably easy when you tell children the rules, but not Ferengi. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine sitting down to a board game? <laughs> and everyone else at the table is like, yeah, oh yeah, we've played this before. And you're like, okay, how do you play? And they're like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing. There's like four secondhand Goodwill knickknacks on top of like a fucking Hot Wheels racetrack from hell. And it's like, how do you deduce that? <laughs> so oh gosh um i have another one. i want to nitpick if we're nitpicking i want to nitpick yeah, like yeah. i think i think this happened um dax dax said something about like oh move along home this must be a, a game yeah what what game have you played that ever uses that phrase or terminology um, you know, home. Home, I think, is a game concept, a broad game concept. I guess. I guess. In you know, baseball and board games. Okay, baseball. I baseball, I can see that. Yes. Yeah, I see most. If we go, you know, what's an elemental concept of a game? I would <laughs> say cards and soccer. Neither of which have a home, but. <laughs> but yeah, like baseball and and I think some family games. I've just yeah. been playing too many like euro games i guess yeah that's fair we build and you do stuff yeah yeah this is the part I, I think people hate the most and i actually don't hate this it's fine yeah there's a child talking so it it loses some points for that <laughs> it's an actual puzzle like there's a child singing the whole time yeah. It's not really on, on my list of favorite sounds to hear is children okay. singing. Fair enough. <laughs> because Fair I'm enough. a very good and heartwarming person. No, no. Look, I don't like <laughs> I don't like kids either. I don't like being around them. I don't like their filth. <laughs> so. I like teaching them things, but really that's just an ego trip. Like that's not an altruistic <laughs> reason to like children. <laughs> children can be okay, but Yeah. So, but it's a puzzle when they solve it. Like it's it's yeah. the most game like thing about this game. Yeah. Oh, but they sing and it's so levity. It's like shut up, you grim dark nerds. Just <laughs> like Starfleet has to do so many weird things. Doing like a skip and a rhyme isn't like the worst thing ever. Like enjoy, allow yourselves to feel joy. <laughs> yes, and this this is an out of character, right? I I feel like for example, Kira. Kira being really mad is a little weirdly out of character. Yeah. And Dr. Bashir's yelling at the start, I thought was kind of weird. But Okay. There, there are people who agree do, with you. Yeah. So. But being forced to do a weird thing it doesn't mean it's out of character. It just means you recognize that you're in a weird space and you need to do weird things, you know? Yeah. I, I talk about space acting a lot, right? Where you get on set and you're like, hey, Bill, Bill Shatner... You gotta act like this guy's making you on fire with his mind. And Bill Shatner does it. He delivers. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be weird to do it in the moment. You know? But yeah. 
you, you got to play at these real extremes of, of experience and what you do as part of like being in a sci-fi milieu. Um, yeah. I don't think we're even going that far, really. Like, you know, every Brooks and crew have to do some hopscotch and singing. Uh, Armin Shimmerman, who plays Quark, has to do some... Groveling. Yeah, some intense groveling. Some really intense groveling. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like... So I think, intense that yeah. I wonder I wonder if the groveling is partly acting. <laughs> so. It's like acting, but like the character's acting it out? Yes, yes. Okay, that's a good question. Look at it. Um, this series doesn't... Like, there's so much work to get Quark involved in stories, so I'm happy he's so centered in this one. Yeah. Um, but it's also pretty quick to throw him under the bus sometimes. Yeah. So, because of all of I our... I do credit them with... Oh, go ahead. Of all of our flawed characters, I think he's the most conventionally flawed. Yeah. So. I do credit uh, both Quark and Oda here with basically immediately figuring this out. I thought they would drag it out for longer, but they're like, oh, the number is the same. I get it. Yeah, anything that reduces the pointless tension of this episode. I mean, nothing else about those <laughs> symbols tells us who these characters are. Right. It would be great if this whole episode happens and Odo and Quark are super intense about it. And... um. Cisco comes back on the station. He's like, no, we, we went to Bajor with Kira. She had like a family thing. <laughs> oh, I oh, didn't sorry. tell Jake, I left you did I? <laughs> I, didn't tell Jake. I thought he would sleep in because he was up late last night. You know, we have a family bulletin board and he just never checks it because he's freaking 13. <laughs> you know how when you're that age and like your parents always want you to text them when you get somewhere but you forget literally every time yeah i hope that's not just me anyway <laughs> <laughs> i i was not able to text my parents when i lived with them so um <laughs> we didn't have that technology so yes, that's yeah that's fair um we had i'm here can i call my can i use your phone to call my parents technology yeah yeah um so yeah uh this is maybe the most Alice in Wonderlandish of Alice in Wonderland episode. Yes, it's very dissonant. Um, Kira, you should go straight I... to the suplexes. <laughs> this reads like a a, a low tier D and D dungeon trap. <laughs> saying this series is going to do better dungeon delving later oh good yeah i look forward to that yeah yeah sinister strong. laughing that's what the captions say <laughs> i don't think it's that sinister though what's that i don't think it's that sinister though yeah. it's just weird yeah it's just weird and that's my it's problem. weird in context yeah where it's like oh suddenly he's in this one why wasn't he doing hopscotch earlier <laughs> Like, do you get That's to... just a character, though. I think. Yeah, but then, like, you have your your Chula set, and you buy it, and you're like, oh, who, who, what character in the Chula dungeon do you want to have, do you want to have your face? <laughs> yeah, that's like, they, they scan, like, those mobile apps that, like, try to 
match your your avatar to your face where they scan your face and try to map that on but do it really badly so it looks really weird yeah it's this is exactly like that (laughs) yeah i do like the weird clapping yeah i feel like that's how we should clap it seems it seems like it'd be cooler and you can also clap while holding a drink which is like a plus side yeah so um so yeah like the wadi are kind of interesting yes it's just that they exist to make this episode happen (laughs) and then they can never be used ever again they can't be you nailed it (laughs) i mean to their benefit they don't fit into anything that happens later like we're not in season six dealing with the deep metaplot deep space nine someone's like damn only we had a race of people who love goddamn monopoly (laughs) But that's good for them, though, right? Like, nobody ha- nobody calls on you, and it's like, we're at war with the Klingons, and we need your help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I just said that, but, like, wargaming is very much a thing, and it's actually yeah. really important. <laughs> but just pretend that that's not real. Try to imagine there's, like, another race from, from, like, our quadrant, and they're, like, taking over the galaxy, but they really love card games. And the while <laughs> you're like, well, we could try, man. <laughs> but i wonder I if he just existed to this this guy oh primin Carson. primin yes i feel like they just needed ever so many white dudes in the cast at one time <laughs> like but he might for this episode it might be so that all the other characters can be either in the game or quark and like they just ran out of people, so Odo needs someone to talk to about this. Yeah, it could be. This is fun. It's a little emotive. Oh, this for is Odo. good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, you've got a point, actually, because he just teleports him there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Odo's like, is it against Starfleet policy to push buttons? Those buttons do things, Odo. They constitute <laughs> legal acts. All right. <laughs> it's called an accomplice. <laughs> uh, oh oh i'm sorry am i not allowed to clean flesh from bones or dispose of bodies <laughs> is that against the constitution now yes about 50 zip ties and garbage bags at a federal crime god so And this might as well happen, sure. <laughs> well, I do I do think this this matters in the sense that like Odo makes an effort to like figure out where they are and go there. Yeah. But but the game computer's like, no, you're not a player, fuck off. I mean, Star Trek is about like analyzing situations and gathering clues and solving problems. And Odo does all of those things. And the move along home says, fuck you, Odo. <laughs> you have to play the stupid game from the mullet people. <laughs> yes. Also, question to board game people. Can we make four-sided dice that look like those? Those seem like way better than the ones I've seen. I don't know. Yeah. The I four- feel like that probably would not be... Um... 
it's probably harder to to harder or impossible to make um, all the sides equally likely to come up. Yeah. But I but, feel like I've seen um, triangle dice before. Oh yeah, yeah, they're like little pyramids, but you, they don't they don't roll, okay? And I don't care what the result is. I want my dice <laughs> to roll. I want yeah. them to go end over end. And the pyramid dice are like, no, I'm the most stable <laughs> geometry in the universe. I will Screw land. You. That's what <laughs> That's I do. That's true. So, but if you saw off the corners, maybe. You can put a little number on there. So. They were trying to save on budget. I don't know how we get that from this entire set they made. <laughs> like purple doors and this Taco Bell inspired interior. <laughs> it's all past Dr. Bashir. Huh? It picked Dr. Bashir. Yeah. Goodbye. Well, now the Dr. Bashir is dead forever and nothing matters. <laughs> I mean, what are this our is stakes really like, Huh? Yeah, this is really a, like unnaturally aggressive, right? Like, at this point, the Wadi would have to understand that they know that real people are here. And yeah. Like, if someone's like, what happens to that person? You're not like, fuck you, I'm not going to tell you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why would you be like that? The Wadi are aggressively mysterious. <laughs> it's like, look, I'm going to go to this replicator. I'm going to make, like, three sticks. I'm going to give one of your people three sticks to tell me what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> give me a website for the PDF for this game. <laughs> Let me see the YouTube video. <laughs> I gotta warn you though. Does it have Wheaton's a Kickstarter? It. Like, ah. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just giving Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton a hard time. Uh, Tabletop <laughs> was a fun series, so yes. But <laughs> this, this, there is some good Odo versus Quirk dynamic here. Yeah. <laughs> like at this point in the series, like if there's one relationship. That's like super well defined and interesting. It's that one. Yep. So, the two worst characters. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might just fake us out with the dice rolling, because I'm not sure it shows us the dice actually rolling. They just play like a foley sound and then show us the yeah. dice. That's what you do, man. Yeah. Real dice sounds aren't aren't as. No no real sound is as compelling as the Foley sounds they make. Those guys are really good at what they do. It's true. It's true. They even do it for, like, nature documentaries, which is a little messed up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're supposed to be hearing, like, the natural state of things, real truth from nature, but... At least it's, it's better than, than what it used to be like, right? Where they just made up stuff, like the Lemmings thing. Yeah, like the Disney specials from back in the day. Yeah. You know, Round Planet is a fun documentary. Um, Round Planet. It's called Round Planet. And it's like a, <laughs> it's, it's like a, uh, a spoof. It's like it's oh. got an actual nature documentary stuff in it. Oh, natural history, but not as you know it. Um, oh, that's like, super cool. I'm, I want to watch that now. 
the guy doing the narration is like kind of a feat. He's an actor. He's like, oh, I get David Attenborough takes all these these jobs from me for doing these nature documentaries. And like he's <laughs> drinking and like he's taking phone calls. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, that's good. I th- is it anything like? Um, hold on, I gotta find the YouTuber who does it. Yeah. So okay, so but this scene, do you think Quark is acting the character? Do you think he's acting, or do you? Think, especially when he comes, <laughs> he comes up, up, like up this. and he's so happy. Like, does that work? <laughs> I I think there's a fine line. I think a lot of people take actions, and they think I'm not really doing this. I'm pretending yeah. to do this to get what I want. Yeah. And so, but also, you're really like, you're you're doing it right. Doing something ironically is still doing it. Yes. Um, and maybe Quark is doing it ironically. Maybe Armin Shimmerman's just doing not great acting. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of levels to 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 look at in there where we get like this un unguarded moment for Quark where he does have a breakdown where he doesn't want to select people to die. He's not that much of an asshole. Yeah. Um, Which almost feels out of character, but but not yeah, 100%, right? Like, fair. I mean, if Quark was the kind of character who was always profits over everything else, pedal to the he metal... He wouldn't be that interested. It's what's interesting. That? He wouldn't be that interesting. I I think he could do interesting things with that. Because mm-hmm. I think a bastard with the heart of gold has kind of been done. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a guy. I do grim dark things. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, like whether Quark is a character who has that compassion at his heart, his love of humanity at heart, or whether he is like money all the way, like it's a good question. It's a good conflict to have for a character. Mm-hmm. But. Is it compelling here, or are we just making fun of him? Yeah, it's not clear. Because he cheated, so he's punished. But it's like, I don't know, man. Maybe just kick Quark's ass next time, and don't get us involved. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they kick his ass off screen after all this. Yeah. And and the Wadi guy over there, because you'd be like, diplomatic immunity. (laughs) <laughs> and Cisco's like, damn straight quarks, suck it up. <laughs> We're still gonna heal you, but you're gonna get a bill. <laughs> the bill is like they write the bill out and it just says exactly as many shining stones as the Wadi gave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to picture like Cisco and Bashir like huddled around a table trying to be like Ten thousand dollars? Is that too much? It seems like a lot. All right, five hundred <laughs> cents. Uh, that doesn't seem like enough. <laughs> like they don't know the money enough to punish pork for the bill. Twenty gold latinium bars. This <laughs> <laughs> goes in there. He's we're gonna find you twenty thousand he's just gauging quark's reaction to each one <laughs> yeah, exactly just... <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was picturing <laughs> um so anyway you got a little bit of dax cisco stuff here that's okay 
it's pretty cool. Yeah, or here's like, we're such good people. We're not going to abandon anybody, even if it means that we die. And there's no stakes, so what does it matter? It's just like bravado, you know? Yeah. Your, your sacrifice um, doesn't actually matter, but, you know, it's nice to see. <laughs> I, I mean, to them, the stakes are real. Yes. I guess that tells us a little bit about them. You know? <laughs> These people going forward are going to trust each other a lot more, I guess. So. Yeah. Or they will just be like, they'll just look at each other. After the cameras go go off, they're just like, let's never speak of this again. <laughs> yeah, that's consensus here. <laughs> just memory here. hole it. <laughs> the rock set, man. DS9 gets a lot of mileage out of this rock set. It's a good rock set, to be fair. Yeah, it is. It's very rocky. There's there's some moss. Look there. That's cool. Yeah, it feels like we're in a different... It feels like there's a lot more space in here than there actually is, probably. So Yeah. Filming it from all sorts of different angles. It's cool. Yeah. I think they actually show us the rocks giving way here in a bit. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well... But yeah, we, uh, you know, this is going to keep happening, though. They're going to yeah. keep shaking that camera. <laughs> I'm sorry. So... <laughs> <laughs> Look, if this episode committed real hard to its badness, I'd be like, yes, let's do this. Voyager's Threshold is an episode that commits to the premise. Mm -hmm. Is that the lizard evolution episode? That is the lizard evolution episode. <laughs> Spock's brain commits to a premise. It sure does. This is this just... sort of commits. Yeah. Sort of. But it's, it's just not like we're in hour two of the Sylvester Stallone movie cliffhanger at this point. <laughs> it's interchangeable footage. <laughs> Oh, goodbye. Oh, not yet. No, we have more out. heroism to do. <laughs> so if you heard of like I think I think the YouTube account is called Zifrank One. No, not at all. They do um they do the true facts series of videos. Okay. Uh, which is like nature documentary uh but but funny slash not entirely true. Oh, okay. That sounds like fun. Yeah, shoot me a link. Put it in the put in the the Discord chat, the Promenade channel. I will. I'll find a really good video. Um, I've been looking for a series because of how my internet is. So, I'm trying to get internet. Oh, uh, as for Deep Space Nine, everyone's alive. No consequences. No stakes. Nothing matters. It's fine. Everyone's laughing and having a good time. Yeah. This was our first contact with the Gamma Quadrant. Anything could have happened in this diplomatic encounter. But we played Space Parcheesi. Also, leaving Quark in charge of your diplomatic mission is probably a bad idea. Probably, yeah, it's probably kind of your fault. I mean, you could just take an you could just take one incident with a lot of spunk and be like you. Instant Jeff, you're in charge. 
Don't let Quark <laughs> do anything stupid. Jake, wake up. Yeah, put Jake in charge. <laughs> Give him a little calm badge and a Wesley sweater and just say, you're an acting instant now, do it. You were here for the groveling is a really good line from Odo, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. There, there's those tiny little things in here that are good, but I mean, mostly. Yeah. It's just a fat bird, man. It doesn't fly. <laughs> And then they just leave. They don't yeah. even take their stuff. They don't even. They don't care. They they had their fun. No one cares. Episode's over. Episode's over. Go <laughs> home. <laughs> Roll credits. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you shouldn't make even even if Quark was cheating though. You shouldn't just make sentient people players in a game and make them believe they're in danger and like never tell them anything. That's that still pretty messed up. Seems wrong to me. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Make him make sneakers next? I mean, it's just a bad thing to do. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I'll be honest. There are worse episodes of Deep Space Nine, but not many that are less fun to watch or less thought compelling. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. It's. Yeah. You can be like so bad it's good, but this was not. No, it's not. Okay, all right. Actually, there is a transphobic episode, like pretty oh, hardcore commits to it. Oof. I mean, oof. it was the nineties. Yeah, eighties. So the the people who made that episode have, have expressed remorse over it. So like they get it. Yeah. But yeah, this is probably the most conventionally bad, inoffensively bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, that works. We got through that together. Final thoughts? <laughs> move along home? Uh, there are not, no thoughts. Yeah. There's no thoughts in the episode either, so it's fine. Right. That's fitting. The next episode is going to be the Grand Nagus. Um, I think it's just called the Nagus, isn't it? Oh, it is the Nagus. I'm sorry. The Nagus. We never see any lesser Naguses, so... <laughs> There's only the one. <laughs> There's only the one. <laughs> I consider it interchangeable. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. until then, remember, remember that you exist here. here.